Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babe mums and baby dads all over the world. Welcome to the first episode of 2024 Take the Rim Podcast with myself, Rods, aka Never Capping, like I wrote it in lowercase. <laughs> Is that how you're going to start the year? Honestly. Uh, I, I, until something else comes, <laughs> that's how we start the year. Yeah. Um. So, as you can see, we're all here. Mm-hmm. I am joined. It's not even that I am joined. We are A B C D E F three G's on the pod. I ain't talking about connection. <laughs> improvement. Improvement. Yeah. <laughs> I've got L A Jules. In the building, yeah, we here. And we have Clipper Cam. What's good? What's <laughs> good? Reloading the clip. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, smiling nowadays because uh, his team's alive. We lost last night. Oh yeah, of course. It's not course. Don't do that. Because <laughs> I swear you man won that game to just be at five hundred. Are you still below five hundred? Don't worry about that. As okay. long as if it's twice in a row, it's what happens. You know, you, know, you got to get us, what, nine more times to catch up? <laughs> I mean, it's, even if you, in the nine times that you beat us, you didn't win anything anyway. No, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't win a damn thing. But I mean, you guys won something. It clearly didn't mean a damn thing. Either. I mean, the only win we've had, the only win we've had really since then is like you and San Antonio Spurs. So that says it all, really. Jeez. <laughs> damn, that's terrible. <laughs> um, So... Before we get into the podcast, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon, leave a good review, yeah, because we're never negative, so don't be negative, yeah, and if you're black, don't be negative. (laughs) You didn't just say that. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me you didn't just say that. Yeah. (laughs) For him out, he's ejected. Yeah, leave us a good review on all those there q and a all them good things there if you're listening on youtube now and you can see as well as well as here make sure you like comment subscribe post notifications mm-hmm. all that good stuff yeah 2024 new heights that we must reach new goals that we must get we need your help to do it so do all that good stuff and um you know if we if you guys don't do it we might consider retirement, like Draymond Green. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> did he do it? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> so, Draymond Green, the right hook specialist. <laughs> so, unfortunately, because we don't ever want to really hear these things happen, but obviously it is what it is. So, he considered retiring during his suspension, but Adam Silver talked him out of it which um is quite shocking um do you want to read the the quote jules yeah so <clears throat> the quotes are from draymond himself i told him adam this is too much for me this is too much it's all becoming too much for me and i'm going to retire and adam said you're making a very rash decision and i won't let you do that and then green further praised adam silver for what he said so basically he said you had a, a great a long, great conversation. It was very helpful to me. Very thankful to play in the league with a commission like Adam, who's more about helping you than hurting you, helping you than punishing you. 
is more about the players. Um, Draymond. 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 So he's the thing that I don't like about all of this is that he's not forgetting that did anybody swing his body? <laughs> did anybody do it? Because he flung his arm, you know. No one else did. He's moving like someone grabbed his arm, punched my man in the face, and then he's getting the blame. Big man, you did this. Like, I'm so confused as to, I'm going to retire. Bro, you are the one that has done all your shenanigans. It's you. What, what the re- like, You've got to take responsibility for your actions and your, your responsibility. So, yeah, you doing that with what, you walking away? Like, bro, you did this. Nobody asked you to do it. And people have been saying, rightly so on the internet, have you got a problem? Ex-pros are saying it. Like, even yeah. ex-pros like Terrell Owens, a big, big ex-NFL star, they're saying, yo, like, this is crazy. And what you're seeing here with Draymond is, like, Adam Silver's arguably needed to talk him out of retiring. Like, he was willing to bail out on his teammates. On his team, firstly, that I've won, what, three his two boys and Steph and Clay, that I've won all these rings together. Mm. Furthermore, the teammates that you've impacted and derailed in the time you've been off and with this whole media circus you've now created. And then thirdly, the franchise that has backed you. Like, we criticise Steve Kerr for not getting on to him in public and not backing him. And he always, he never put, he never, yeah, threw dirt at Draymond Green. Steve Kerr and the, the organisation always kind of backed him and never made Draymond Green actually get, like, more shit from the media. But what you saw from Draymond Green, what, you're willing to throw your back on your organisation as well. Like, to me, it's so weak. It's, it's, it's pathetically weak. Like, you've done something, you can't own up to it, you can't take responsibility for it, and you're willing to run away, walk away. You don't understand how many factors and how many things, like, even people have arguably correctly said that your value to what you're getting paid and what you're doing in Golden State isn't there, but you're there because of the legacy and what you've done before. You just walk away because times get hard because of something you did. Bro, bro, like, you're you're there swinging bodies and acting like the toughest guy on the court. But, bro, you are the one that has done this. Like, it makes absolutely, to me, it's weak, it's pathetic, it's laughable. Like, I can go on all day. I want to hear what you man got to say. Uh, <laughs> so, me personally, I think it's all BS. The man was never going to retire. You're, you're, you're on an overpaid $25 million a year contract that only got re-upped last year. You know, them bringing you back is the reason why Jordan Paul is no longer on the team. Um... I think it's very important to to state that Draymond Green is one hundred percent lying. There was no way this man was retiring because how on your on your retirement, like when you hand in your your letter to the to the CEO or whoever it is in the company to let them know you're leaving, yeah. you know you say, "Oh, thank you very much for your service." Da, 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 da. I don't want to work here anymore, something like that. But what what would what would his excuse be? Because I went and punched someone, I'm now saying I'm gonna retire. It's, I think I think he's just playing the victim at this point. Like, mm. and I'm not I'm not like entirely mad at it because if you you do what you don't got to do to have people forget, and they're gonna definitely forget that, you know, <laughs> you're out here punching people in the face, putting people in. Let, like, let's really recap what he's done this season: punch people in the face, putting people in headlocks. You know, not really like doing a anything he's been in the headlines for in the news for has nothing to do with his play on the court, and everything to do with what his hands. I was gonna say what his hands were doing, pause, but like you know the the punches he's throwing, the the Muay Thai, the Jiu Jitsu, the Karate, 
The thing is, it's elite level though. Like you have to give someone like the headlock. Like he, he headlocks someone that's like what seven foot. And know? then to prevent him getting headlocked as well, yeah, like that, that takes real skill. Bro, he might as well go. <laughs> he needs to tuck that chin straight away. <laughs> so that mean, was impressive. I can't. UFC lie. in that, bro. That, that was impressive. I just, I think from the from like a fan perspective of the game and nothing like I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm not a Draymond fan or anything like that. Mm. But from like a fa- just a a general NBA fan's perspective. I don't want to hear any of that, bro. Just say you're sorry, and let's get back to the bag. Like I don't, I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said. I also want to talk about the time off he had because really, how how long did he even miss? As in this the the, games. So the first incident this season, he earned a five game suspension. And that the was that was yep for putting really good really go bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just the reading. Lock, yep. So that indefinite suspension. Da, 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 da. So apparently it's been twelve games he's missed. Is that it so far? So you're telling me, wait. So he he got he got a five game suspension for putting someone in a headlock, mm-hmm. and then what? He got no he got no additional nothing on top of the additional nothing additional on top of the twelve that he's missed now, right? For yeah. punching Nurkic. Did he yeah, because he didn't actually Nurkic? he didn't get a suspension for yeah. that. Like he got suspended, but it was. Because he Indef- went, it was suspended yeah, indefinitely, yeah. and it definitely has turned out to be twelve games. But okay. I, I think he's he's still. They said a, like another week away. Yeah, so he'll probably miss what another three, four. So in in total, we'll probably get to fifteen. Fifteen, games. yeah. So let's 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 ask the the question that I hope you guys are thinking about as well: Is what Draymond Green has done this season to miss potentially a total of twenty games worse than what John Morant did, who got a total of twenty five games? It, it's it's a techie one because it's a it's an accumulation. Both of them were accumulations, though, weren't they? If you yeah. add context to it, Jar had a warning. Draymond got a warning this season. Like, we're not even talking about what Draymond was doing last season when he punched Jordan Poole in the face. Or when he when stamped on... Stamped on Sabonis' ribs. Or when he was kicking man in the nuts in the NBA Finals and stuff like that that caused him to miss game six. And ultimately, the Warriors lose that series. Like, if we're really being honest, Draymond's done a lot more over the length of his career, and John Morant has done in a few years that he's been in the league with all this brandishing gun business, yeah? And like we like we said, like we established, what John Morant did was not necessarily illegal. It just made the league look bad. But you're yeah, telling me this don't make the league look bad? Like, be honest, does I, this not make the league look bad? I, I believe within the league, is their counter-argument to all of this. They would say it's still within the game in yeah. comparison to Jars. Jars is outside of the game and is deemed an offence and something that is prohibited. Like what Draymond mm. is doing is within the game, but it's just so dangerous. It's so poor. It's a really dirty side, but it is within the game. Oh. So I think that's the argument the, the league will give, but what you just said is 100% true. Like yeah. he's he's done it so many times. Can you say it's it, it, it should be less than Jar's? Like they're wrong. Over Draymond's career, to, to, total, he's missed more games than Jar did for this whole... Yeah. For, for the whole situation. But again, there's way more occurrences of Draymond doing what he's been doing than, than like, for, for me to believe anyway, that, like, every time he gets suspended, he really takes time to reflect on what he's done. And check. Like, he hasn't changed. You can't tell me Draymond Green has changed mm-hmm. at all. Because, like I said, he's been doing this for so long. The number of suspensions he's had, the whole technical si- uh, situation that he gets into as well. And the reality situation is, I think we looked at it when we started, when the highlight tape came out of him fighting and getting scraps and stuff like that, he only ever really fights people that he knows he's definitely going to win against. But when it comes to going up against the, the crazy guys in the league, like Isaiah Stewart, mm. 
and stuff like that. He's he's not he's not the energy is not the same because he knows there are guys out there that don't care. Like that will actually like punch him up if no. That, you know what I mean? It's been established. No one in the league is fighting, isn't it? Yeah. Or no one in the right mind in the league is fighting. But there's a few guys in the league that probably ain't in the right mind. Um, <laughs> I I don't I I just find it so interesting to see that like he's now looked at as a victim. Yeah. And and I don't agree with it. You know what this is? This is what you call great PR. Oh, 100%. Because we have to deep it. He's been reinstated. If now none of this came out and he's been reinstated, there's going to be an extra eye on him. People are going to troll him. The fans are going to troll him. All these things will start to happen, mm. right? But now that this has come out, everyone's thinking, rah. Maybe not everyone, but a majority of people are like, okay, maybe doing a bit too much like basically that guys yeah. considering retiring so maybe it was obviously there was more to it than what we thought so mm. we should take it easy da, da, da. you know mental he's coming, health yeah, he's coming back and maybe there might have been something that Jim was personally going through where he's being this violent or whatever in it but it still it doesn't mean or warrant that yeah you can swing and get away with it well, 100%. that's the thing so with him it's like okay if that's what you consider doing that's fine. Whether it's true or not, we will never know until maybe when he's finished and he says, yeah, I, I, I bought crap that in it. But what was done, it was all timed because I'm sure this could have either come out earlier or this could have even come out at the end of the season. It could have come out way later. You know things can end up coming way later mm. than you know what it is. But it just made sense for him now. Now that he's reinstated, like, you have to see with everything going on with the Warriors... And then for this to happen as well. So now he's put this on. It's like it's made. When you deep it, people have already forgotten. Like, no one's talking about it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not forgotten. But yeah, definitely no one. But no it's, like, it's at the back it. of people's minds oh, yeah, and no one's talking about it. So, and with with other drama happening, it was the perfect time to slide this in there as well. Just to be like, okay, there's a lot of drama happening. And he was considering this. So now obviously all the Warriors fans are like, yo, hey, we're little lamb, you gotta leave us alone. It's just great PR, on top of if it's true or not. So, but yeah, I don't think he really did consider retiring. Like I say, the money that you're on, there's no way you're gonna retire. You telling me you're gonna walk away from that money that just got re-upped? Absolutely no way. Absolutely no chance. What you're just saying, I definitely think is true because the timing of it. Like you said, he's now been reinstated. Him dropping this has now made the questions come out. Like, is he mentally or like mental health? Mm. And rightly so, when that is considered, people do have to ease off because end of the day, that's that someone's mental health is obviously the key topic of the story, isn't it? But what I don't like, like I don't know if this is gonna sit well with his teammates. Like, you gotta consider that him saying this. Like I said in originally, that shows that he was willing to turn their back, his back on his teammates, his franchise, whatever. So do you reckon that his teammates like understand that this is possibly a PA thing? Or do you believe PR, thing. PR sorry, not PA, PR thing, or do you believe that this is him being like truthful and like no, how do you feel as a teammate t- you will take it? I'm telling you one hundred percent, bro, there's no way anyone in their right man believes this man is really gonna make a change about anything. Like I said, he's been doing this. Mm. He's been doing this. He got suspended earlier in this season for doing something like this. And now, and that one was way more justified. Yeah. 
this one you can't justify it. So I just think at this point, like I'm, I'm probably just not like looking too deeply into it. Like maybe everyone's accepted that is who Draymond is. He's gonna continue doing it, and he's gonna be my teammate until Steve Kerr or, um, or who's the new? Um, it's Mike Dunleavy now, isn't it? Yeah, Mike. Steve Dunleavy. Kerr, or Mike Dunleavy say, you know what? Yeah, enough is enough. It's time to go. And you know what? With everything going on in the Warriors locker room right now, between Steve Kerr and some of the other players. I think I think they could potentially look at moving Draymond because I saw something come out that said, oh, yeah, they're, they're like, sticking with their veteran core going forward. Bear in mind, they're saying this while Clay Thompson does not have a have a contract for next season. Like, yeah, so I think believe what you want to believe in it. But me personally, I just think they're just going to ride out the rest of this year and then see what they can do yeah. to make the team better. But I just think as a if, if I was a teammate of Draymond Greens, I'd just say, yeah, this brother's, like, he, he does what he does. He thinks he's doing it for the better of the team. But his actions are a bit selfish, isn't it? And all I would care about is accountability, like you were saying at the beginning, Jules. Like, like if you're saying you're going to retire, like I don't really believe that anyway. I think what what you should do is just say own up, which he, he kind of did say and say, like eventually say I was in the wrong. I apologize to Nurkic for him in the face and stuff like that. But all this other stuff, like again, I'm saying this without knowing. Um, if like he's he has got any type of mental health issues or anything like that, but even if that's the case, I don't think it's an excuse for punching people in the head. No. Nothing interesting that you said there as well, which uh, obviously kind of leads into um, other things. Is obviously the Warriors saying that they're going to stick with their veteran core. Mm. Now there might be some truth to that, possibly considering all the things that's happening around the Warriors. So as we well, if you don't know, um, their young core. I started some fire in the house. Yeah. So Moody basically wants out. As he should. As he should. Yeah. And Kaminga mm -hmm. doesn't believe in Steve Kerr. He don't believe he could reach the potential that he has mm -hmm. with Steve Kerr. Mm -hmm. And I'd second that because in certain moments where Steve Kerr has benched him, where you have to deep it. Wiggins, they've been angry at Wiggins conditioning and all that stuff. So they say, okay, Wiggins, you're going to the bench. We're going to start Kamingo. Kamingo has been playing well mm -hmm. in that position. And even just a prime example, like when he had the ball and he was telling everyone else what to do. He's telling Steph, yeah, go in the court. He's telling Clay, yeah, no, go across this side. Let me get the switch on Jalen Brown, who I don't think is a bad defender. I wouldn't say Jalen Brown's a bad defender. He's a good. He's a. He considers yeah, he's a two-way right. person, a player yeah, in the league. Yeah, he's good. To wave, obviously, everyone off and say, "Yo, let's do this, this, and this," and then attack a person with the defensive ability and athletic ability like Jalen Brown, and go get the bucket. It was like, okay, you're seeing flashes of what he could be. Whether that's a, I'm not saying that it'll be an improved run, but he can defend just as well. And he has more offensively in his bag than Jeremy. So, but the way Steve Kerr has been managing these young guys, you can't be surprised that this is happening. But what are you guys' thoughts on this young core wanting out? I think I think yeah. I think it's completely warranted, especially from Moses Moody's point of view. And I'm not necessarily it because I think he's a great player or anything like that. But Jonathan Kaminga's complaining that he doesn't get playing time. Yeah. Moody don't even get as much playing time as Jonathan Kaminga. So and bear in mind, both these guys are lottery picks, you know? It's true, yeah. Both these guys are lottery picks. There are other teams that would have drafted them guys that would have definitely given them a lot more minutes than the Warriors have. And obviously, the counter argument that is they got drafted and won a championship. Yeah. 
look like the other guys who got drafted ahead of them, none of them can say that. So that's probably where the trade off is. But at the end of the day, man, like you're in the league, yes, to win championships, but also like they're still trying to establish themselves. I think they know full well that at some point the Warriors, whether they were good or not, the Warriors are always going to trade them to try and get another piece to match the timeline of their their core guys anyway. So to them, they're trying to play well to one increase their trade value, but also for when they go to their next team, like they're not they're not treated in the exact same way that they've been treated. Yeah. I think like just the exact game where all this came came from, especially from Kaminga's point of view, was the Denver game, where Kaminga played nineteen minutes, had sixteen points. Four rebounds, four assists in 19 minutes. He shot five of seven from the field, and then he yeah, sat. He, he sat near enough. The whole fourth he quarter, sat the whole fourth quarter, but he also yeah. sat a lot of the a, a fair bit of the third as well. But then you look at like the the bot score anyway. He was the third highest scorer on that team. Yeah, he gets benched in the in behind the Steph third. and Clay as as it should be. But you've got guys like Chris Paul who played 30 minutes. What did he do? Looney played played twenty two minutes. Um, Wiggins played twenty seven. Sarich played twenty three. Trace Jackson Davis played so twenty one as well. What did Wiggins do that game? Wiggins had eleven and three. So my thing is, is that what I don't understand is you bench Wiggins mm. because of how he's been playing and his conditioning mm-hmm. to make Kaminga step up and basically play that role, mm-hmm. which he's been more he's been capable of doing mm-hmm. in a game where it is a contender that you're playing against so you're playing against the defending champs defending champs yeah the stats what he's doing on the court is effective efficient so I don't understand why you then bench him yep. to bring on a person that you bench because of conditioning yep. and so, it makes no sense let's 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 talk about it again Warriors are up I believe 18 points in this game um in the fourth quarter, I believe even they were up that big yeah. that much in the fourth quarter. Um, your third leading scorer was not on the court for the entire of the fourth. Um, to me, it just don't make sense. When he was on the court, you guys were winning. When he came off the court, I'm not gonna say they instantly started losing, but like started slipping away. They so third quarter they outscored the Nuggets forty four to twenty four. So they outscored the Nuggets by twenty points. Then in the Fourth quarter, they got outscored thirty six to twenty. So, by they got outscored by sixteen points. I'm just not understanding mm. where, who, what, where, how, why, when. I want to what what Steve Kerr's thinking. I, I I don't I don't get it. I want to touch on something I've been reading and I've even just seen it again now. So, you're talking about obviously Moody Kaminga, and I want to take it back to their most recent draft. So the last five drafts, 2018 to 2022, mm-hmm. uh, Golden State have obviously drafted 12 players. I was talking about the players that have been traded away in this time. James Wiseman, he was selected number two in 2020. Yeah. Uh, he was traded 60 games into his Warriors career. Jordan Poole was a first round pick in 2019. Mm-hmm. Was traded after his third season, obviously after what we just spoke about with mm-hmm. Draymond. Patrick Bolden Jr., 2022 he first rounder, fair, but, yeah. but he got traded as part of the Jordan Hall. Yeah. So, so basically, round this all up, of the 12 players they've selected in those five drafts, the only lottery picks that remain are Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. Mm-hmm. So like this, is, this begs the question as to where Golden State need to think. Like, you've got your, la- you've got your experience core, Steph, Draymond, uh, Clay. Mm-hmm. 
that obviously you talk about experience, you talk about this is what you still believe is the basis of Golden State. But you're drafting guys that you're not able to put within the system to coexist, to really bring up. Like you saw what I thought, especially when they won their last chip, that Jordan Paul was the person to kind of take over. Mm-hmm. You always said that the first Splash Brother, whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when they drafted Kaminga, I was very excited because I thought, again, he's possibly what they needed. Moody, again, I thought it was a shrewd, up like they drafted very well to get him yeah. but what is starting to come about is there's they're, they're not drafting well well they're not they're not able to they're drafting well in my opinion i think their pickups are good and smart they're not drafting for the system that's what i mean and it's not fitting in it's not embedded and this is whereby does it come down to impatience does it come down to steve kerr's like ne- negligence i would say we're not really trying to put them in was it poor development like what is it with do golden you, state do you know what i think i think you're right and wrong at the same time i think you're right in saying that yes they're, dr- they're not drafting for the system but i think when you're a team like them who bear in mind for years like all those years they were going to the finals right up until 2020 the year they didn't make it yeah they were getting like they had the 29th, the 30th pick. Sometimes they only had second round picks, stuff like that. They were making by far the best they could at a situation. Like Jordan Poole, I think, was a 20, might have been the 29th pick or something like that. Um, and obviously, they, they got Wiseman the year that um, Steph's, Clay, Clay tore his ACL, KD yeah. just left. Steph, um, was it his shoulder or his arm or something? Well, he, uh, out the whole season. He's, he's, yeah. But Steph basically yeah. didn't play most of the season as well. So it was literally just a bunch of young boys running around there doing whatever they wanted. The that's, <laughs> and that, that's how they ended up with, um, I believe, James Wiseman. And then the Kaminga, the Kaminga pick, I believe, was which was number seven. I think that was from the Sacramento Kings one year. Mm. Like, they've been using, they've been utilising the draft to just draft the best player available so that they can move him, to move that person when when necessary to get another player, um, which like I don't I don't necessarily disagree with, but it's just like if that's the case, trade them, like don't don't put guys in a situation where they've been drafted by a franchise that they believe were actually going to keep them around. Because I think a lot of people thought that they were draft they drafted Wiseman to address the fact that they need a center, and I think they did yeah. they did yeah, draft yeah. him for that reason. They should have drafted Melo. Like, I think everyone was... There's a lot of guys they probably... Should, they could have taken Halliburton as well. Loads of guys could have taken, but like, we don't need a guard. They drafted Big Man because that was probably their, their biggest weakness at the time. And it didn't work out with Wiseman. No one really knows why because he's still not working in the trade. But when you draft guys like Kaminga, who's an athletic, like, forwards, who people probably said, yeah, when Draymond goes, he could probably slot into that four position, Literally. maybe play an athletic three whenever, like, if Wiggins is injured or something like that, he could start for them. And then guys like Moody as well, who are supposed to be shooters as well and and um, like could potentially fit within the system. I don't really get. And then if I was them, I'd be more pissed because the guy they drafted this year is getting minutes. Yeah. Uh, Podemski. Yeah. He's yeah. getting big minutes for them. Like I'm seeing him play um, in late game situations yeah. down the stretch. He's getting a good a good number of minutes. And he's actually playing pretty well. No, so he's I'm, good. I'm not mad yeah. that, he's, that he's playing. I'm just saying if I was them, I'd be pissed because... I could have been doing this this whole time if you gave me the opportunity. But you're not yeah. giving me the opportunity, so I'd be a bit, I'd be a bit hurt by that. So I understand why they want out. I feel 100%. like as well with the Warriors is like they're still obviously riding on Steph's back. Like we don't need a guard, we have Steph. Steph's not there forever. Mm. He's not there forever, and there was grind. There was doing a good job with Jordan Paul, and like I say, if that incident never happened, I think they still would have traded him. You know. Because they were saying he was chatting a lot of shit. Like, he was getting... And you can see him in Washington right now. Like, he, he's suffering. And I can't lie. I'm not... It's not like I'm, like, rooting for him. I'm like, 
this is what happens when you do too much. Like you take it for granted, man. You take like you, you take a good situation for granted. Literally, like he should have been like if it, you should have kept it to a banter level, but you mm-hmm. just kept on going and going and going. Kept, he kept cheating on, on the bad B, and she finally left him. And um, and it's like it's one of the ones where it's like, Yo. at first, yeah, that was my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> at first, it was like they let him get away with it for time because I remember time ago in Germany we were saying, yeah, this rookie guy he hasn't even done anything. He's chatting crap, and Clay was complaining as well, and Jeremy was like. Yeah, well, da, 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 he was basically igniting it, and now look what's happened. He birthed a monster. The monster came out. He didn't want. He didn't want to deal with him, and you traded him away. But that's the thing. The words is like, I get you're holding on to your veteran core. Keyword veteran. Yeah, like, and because of the success they bought when they won a ring, obviously twenty twenty two is like, yeah, we can still keep this going for yeah. a bit, but we still, we still need to plan. Literally. You should be doing, you should be having Moses Moody, Kaminga, and then obviously have a guard, this Spadetsky, whoever he is. Like, maybe you can, you should be using those three to build up the same chemistry that is with Clay, Steph, and Draymond, so that you know at least once their time is done, you've already established this core with that chemistry to play in this way, and then you're adding players wherever the chance comes in it. But I don't know, man, this. I do, I'm 100% I'm putting a finger, um, the biggest finger at Steve Kerr because for time. He's a fraud, man. From t- The thing is, I've been saying this for it's, so long. I've been saying for so it's long. It's so hard to argue that. No, oh, it's man. not hard because I've been saying it for the longest. Steve Kerr is a fraud. Like the only one that I'm giving him, like, when the one that they won in 2022, that one hats off. I give him that one because with it's not like they have an overpowered team. They played well. I just, even then, because, like, like, yeah, but it's, it's still like it's not like no, bro. But you you look at the talent or the way that people were playing on that team, and you tell me a, a good head coach that wouldn't have done the same thing. You have to give credit. Yeah, I but think I, he, I'm just no, saying that. Man, I'm just saying. Don't. But I'm just saying that he worked that way. He did the thing is, that, what did he tell me? What he did? Tell he me what coached, he did. He still coached well. He still he coached well. He gave. How he, did he, he coach well? What? No, but he gave the like he did well enough. He, to told, he told Steph to play the way he told Steph to do what Steph's been doing his whole career. Like, like I, I, I feel like with Steve Kerr, and I was really, really critical of him when he first got there because I was like, he was a caretaker for a situation, a system that Mark Jackson created. Yeah, I understand that might not necessarily be the case. However. However, you cannot hide the fact here that this man has massively benefited from having the best shooter on his team of all time. The, by, the best shooter of all time. The best shooting backcourt of all time as well. Like, yeah. You can't tell me that's not the case. But a good head coach can bring a team that... Like, and I'm, I'm, and it's difficult to say this because the Spurs haven't been good for such a long time that I don't know if I can say Pop would be able to necessarily miraculously make a, a bad team win. However, there are coaches out there doing a lot with less... Yeah, doing a doing a lot with 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 less. You look at Golden State, right? The years they haven't been good. You look at him, and you're like, but they sh- like right now they should be better than they are, regardless of every regardless of the Draymond situation. You cannot tell me Golden State with that current roster should have a losing record. You can't tell me that. Yeah, but this is what I would I would always argue for that chip. Firstly, twenty two. Yeah, he yeah. to me his team was like to me the Celtics were stronger than them. That mm-hmm. they had a stronger team overall in terms of depth. Mm-hmm. They've had the strongest team for me for the last three to four seasons mm-hmm. in terms of full roster. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have got I, beaten in any round that. Who? At least from the second round Who? onwards, Warriors. Is that you? 
Yeah, but I, I give credit to Kerr because I think he made adjustments. Like, I know Draymond was struggling and he managed to make him play. Like, he kept him relevant. He made like, he did good things and good adjustments within that series. How he used Wiggins as well. How he used Wiggins. Like, I can't he, lie, he used he Wiggins. Did, he, he did, did use well. Wiggins well. Like, he did well in that. Did he do anything with Wiggins that anyone else would have done? Yeah, but then you'll see everyone else has been trying to do with Wiggins yeah. and is not trying to do what trying to do what with Wiggins make, make him play the player he's actually <laughs> supposed to be the two way because he has the ability. You saw, you're seeing it now, like you have. He has. He he's had the defensive ability to be who he was he that did, year. He didn't 22. do anything else. We did the, the and and again, I'm really not. Obviously, trying to, it's, it's I'm not trying to actually, wait, let me ask you a question: Is your top five uh, head coach in the league right now? See if got. You're gonna say yes. No, I could definitely say no. I could definitely okay, say who, who, okay, how. Who's, who's in the top five right now? Who's in the top five right oh, now? Matt Malone. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Let, me, let me make sure this is okay. Go on. Matt Malone. Okay. Nick Mike. Nurse. Okay. Ty Lue. Okay. I could put the brother in OKC ahead of him right now, and you're not going to argue with me about that. Okay. Um, you use that base of this season. Okay. As, or right now. You ask me right now. I'm yeah, telling you right now. now. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who, who's who's wearing the. He said Mike Malone, Nick Nurse, Ty Lue, OKC. Um. I will give you uh, Rick Carlisle's better than him. Rick Carlisle's better than him. And I don't think Rick Carlisle's that good of a head coach, but I think he's better than him. I was going to say Jason Kidd. Right? No, because I don't think he's that good of a head coach. I think when you're giving great players, it's expected of you to do good things. The reason Darvin Ham is under so much fire right now is because, and I, I'm not bringing this up to that first shade. The reason Darvin Ham is under so much fire right now is because everyone knows they have a championship quality team that are not playing like it. That's uh, true. Do you, why are you not looking at the Golden State Warriors the exact same way? Because I don't think they're championship quality. Why? I just I think Steph Why? Curry is playing at a championship level point guard. Obviously, he's trying. That's what he level. did in twenty two. This is what I'm but saying. Then, but he Steve Kerr did well in crazy. that in that postseason and to, Rene, to, you see to what get I'm them. Saying. No, like what he's doing now. Like it's, I'm, I'm not saying that he's. Like, you can give mad credit for what he's doing now. Steve, to Steve Kerr. To Steve Kerr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he definitely deserves. And I think it gets overlooked a lot in the media. Like, a lot of people just bypassed it, or whatever. But I I don't think you can really sit here and argue that. He's not a top five. Let, let me tell you a fact, and I know this is a fact. If for some, if the Warriors don't make the playoffs this year, people will blame Draymond Green before they blame Stuka. Hundred percent. That one. 100%. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. The, that's the it shouldn't be. The, this one. That's no. the truth, and that's the no, 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 no. It's not because it's not the truth. No, 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 no. I mean, that's no, no, what you're saying is true. Okay, okay. No, no, no. It's, that's the media. No, 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 no. I said what you're saying is right. Because but the thing is, that's bad. What you're saying. How can you blame Draymond Green and Steve Kerr when Steve Kerr is not giving the minutes to the young guys who have the potential to help the team grow? Who can't even? Who is basically? I don't know if. He's, I don't know if he's trying to demotivate Clay to motivate Clay. Yep. And then when it comes to Steph, this is this is exactly how Steve Kerr coaches Steph. I'm going to show you how. Go on. Hey, Steph. Do you? Good talk. That's it. They don't talk about That's nothing, it. bro. You don't even, say, don't you don't even have to nothing. say it. All they say is... They don't talk about nothing. And and I, I think another reason why I don't think Steve Kerr is, that, is a great coach is because what young player has developed under him? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, but then you people, no, people everyone will argue the truth of the matter is the three did develop under him. No, they didn't. Who? The what three, the, the three suit, they've won four chips with Steve Kerr. I'm not saying that they weren't. Obviously, Mark Jackson is what started it off, but they developed enough to. Steph get was to, moving brazy before Steve Bro, Kerr to win there. four chips. Steve Kerr in, managed to develop them to a place where they are able to be in that position. Develop? I'm not going to say. No. Like enhance them, even if these men will like. No, there, he it's, got them it's there. because the f- come on, okay. The first put them over the arm. 
One thing, okay. Yeah, one, 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 thing, <laughs> one, uh, one thing I'll say is the first chip that they want to get there, obviously, yes, there was a lot of injuries in that playoff run because when we look at the history of the Warriors in the postseason before getting to the finals, at least first or second round or second or, or, or conference final, at least two in two rounds, there's key injuries. Always. And obviously, still, he managed to get his team there and to get to the finals through injuries. Duh, duh, duh. And then what happens in the finals? Two key injuries as well. I, I, I Then after that, after that is now, yeah, then, then after that, that postseason, let's deep this as well. It, look, I can't lie. Cam has a very strong point mm-hmm. because like, when you look at, the thing is, I'm when, trying to give Cam an argument. But the thing is, <laughs> when you look after that first season where they obviously won the chip and everything with obviously all the injuries, whatever happens. Yeah, then they go and blow what? A 3-1 lead. But the thing is, yeah, before that, before even blowing that 3-1 lead, they, there was, before that, besides the conference finals, the I can't remember who they played, but I, I think there was playing, I can't remember who they played, but I know there was injuries there. And then, that year, Steph was unanimous MVP. He was playing out of his mind. You have to understand this. Steph was playing so out of his mind this is just an example of how little Steve Kerr has to do. Kevin Durant was on that team, yes? What year are you talking about? The year they first won their chip? No, so this is the, the year after. The first time they won their chip, remember that obviously Deliver Dover was playing with LeBron because Kyrie and Kevin Yeah, yeah, Durant. yeah, I know. And then there was, I'm saying, I'm saying that after that year, the, the year after that, where they blew the 3-1 mm-hmm. lead, mm-hmm. I'm saying to get there, when Steph was playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Clay yeah. was also, like, they, they was moving crazy. They, they, had, they, had they have a 73-9 and nine, yeah. and nine record, and that's where Steve Kerr gets a lot of his accolades that he had. Yeah, he was coaching the best team of all time. But again, like Rodney's saying... Steph was out of, out, of, mm-hmm. out of his mind. And what we have to also deep is, the reason why I'm saying is, why I'm also gonna, I'm just going to dip into what happened after Zoe when it got KD, is the fact that KD was on that team. So it was Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD. When you look at the clips of the postseason and you look at the clips during the game, mm-hmm. Steph was getting triple teamed with KD on the team. KD is on the team and Steph is still getting triple teamed. Mm-hmm. You don't have to coach anything. There's three players on one. All I have to do is throw the ball to now a six, seven foot KD Bro, it's four and hall, Clay. Four Hall of Famers. Bro, you have to deep it. Like that year, that, come on. Unanimous MVP. He's playing out of it. You don't have to anyone. I'm not saying everyone would have got 739, but the way Steph was playing was ridiculous that season. And then on top of that, you would forget about Clay because of how mad Steph was moving and how Clay is hitting you with like seven frees a game. Clay Clay dropped 60, I believe, in four dribbles. Yeah. Four dribbles. Like the thing is, is that it's after that, close. that year is a 50-50. Like, yes, they did play well, 739, that's great. And Whatever's happened throughout the postseason, cool. And then obviously coming back 3-1 against OKC, mm-hmm. that one there, you don't even say that Steve Kerr out-coached because it wasn't, none of those, all the games that they, they came, down yeah, all the games that they played, you, not one person on this earth, maybe only Warriors fans because they're that delusional and they will say Attribute that. Attribute those wins to Steve but Kerr. But Steve Kerr did not out-coach any single game in coming back in that 3-1. It was literally complete floppers from KD because every time you look back at that Russ, yeah. you, all you'll see is KD and Russ literally flop. like literally and they just Clay, f- simply six, flopped K- and then Clay's game six Clay well. game going off so it's like you didn't he didn't ever have like for me personally 
I can't lie. Per- I'm going to say it. Personally, I don't think Steve Kerr in any NBA finals or even conference finals has... I don't think even in the postseason, I don't ever That's think so Steve wild. Kerr has ever outcoached a coach. That's so wild. No, it's not wild. It is wild, man. Nah, bro, you have I, to, I, I don't think he's I haven't got time ever. to sit and dissect bro, every single series. No, no, but, bro, I'm Jules, he's definitely outcoached Jules, someone. Jules, you cannot, yeah, you cannot yeah. hide from that. He's de- like, yes, you can. No, yes, every you can. single you can. postseason game he's okay, played. Let me tell you this. Like, every series. That's impossible, Julian, bro. If you go to the Warriors... You win four and chips you know, and he's out coach one. Okay, of course. Because the two chips, you I, have four All-Stars. I know. The two chips. I know. The two chips. I know. I didn't no, like it. Say, say Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. You have four Hall of Famers. Are you, who do you have to outcoach? If I have the best shooting backcourt in NBA history and then one of the best scorers in NBA history, what the heck am I coaching? Because Clay doesn't need the ball to thrive. KD can fit in any system. Steph can shoot from the whole court anywhere he Dray- wants. Draymond had defensive players of the year. Of the year. Up. And all Draymond and Draymond being the point. Draymond is being the point. And you have Steph and Clay running around like headless chickens and getting the ball. Like, you don't, honestly, I don't even think. I don't know how many plays were called, but I need to go back and check. I don't think plays were called. Come on, if I have, I swear down. All I need to do is, Draymond, bring up the ball, dribble handoff, dribble handoff, yeah, with Steph, with Steph. If Steph has an open shot, take it. If not, dribble, penetrate, kick it out to Clay. Clay, take the shot. Clay, if it doesn't work, pump fake, drive in, passes KD. When he's driving in, boom. I just thought of that right now, just like that. You can literally run that the whole game and... Five out of five times you are going to score because you're either going to get an open shot one of the best two shooters or you're going to have open shot with KD, mid-range assassin, or he's driving to the... To the, the it's like, it's, it's very, very simple. So uh, I don't... But I, then, I'll he say not, at does least, he not drop these plays? Uh, bro. <laughs> no, this is not even a play. This is just... <laughs> you know what it is? This isn't a play. This is just the knowledge that players have to play five out motion offense. It's not even that. It's just knowing what your guys are good at. And then That's them, it. Like, it's, no. I, I'll, also, well, I just want to put a little cherry on the top as well, yeah? You know how you mentioned how uh, OKC had had the meltdown that caused the Warriors yes, to, yes. to overturn that? I would attribute what Boston did extremely similar to what OKC Bro, did. Bro, because, because that's what Jason Tatum was doing. Jo- Jaylen, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, that turnover battle that they were fighting against is something I haven't seen before unless you go back to the OKC series with Golden State where they're up 3-1 and Russ and KD are playing hot potato with the basketball, throwing it away. Russ is, Russ is trying to go, go, um, go to the basket on five man at one time. KD's missing every single and shot. he's nervous as well, bro. Nervous. Like, you can't tell me it's not a simple... So... So as much as yes, the Warriors won that championship and Andrew Wiggins played very, very well, but who won Founders MVP? Steph Curry. I think we have to look at the, the the real facts. No one will ever say, damn, that Warriors team was really good and their head coach, Steve Kerr, really got them in a position to win. No, every single time the Warriors have won a championship, you could put at one or two players and say, that's the reason why they won. The, even the first championship they won, yeah? Even though loads of injuries again, like he said, with with the Cavaliers, Andre Iguodala won Finals MVP, MVP yeah. and everyone knows it should have been Steph Curry. It is what it is. Like Iggy played well, yes, but and do you know what? I'll even be fair. Let Steve Curry take the credit for that one championship for telling Andre Iguodala, who was still a pretty good player at that point in time, I need to give you more minutes. That that's his coaching career. Telling Andre Iguodala, I'll, I'll be, Iguodala who was I was playing devil's advocate in it. I, I will to, say this. No, no, as well, no, 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 I'm with you. No, 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 no. Because I've been putting it out I, there. To I also, argue. Yeah, but I, let me let me drop my actual feelings in it. I think, to be brutally honest, like 
I give credit when a head coach wins a series, but with the Golden State, it's been a bit different because I agree with what you've been saying, especially with the KD error. I think that was quite shameless. Anyone would have won that. Like, like it's, it's very four Hall of Famers. It, like, it almost turned turned into the postseason. You didn't even want to watch it. And I remember because it was more interesting watching the other games, but you, it was inevitable what was going to happen. You even look at the Houston series, that like, like when Chris Paul got injured. Like, there's so many other <laughs> ifs, buts, series. and maybes within all of this. Like. To me, if LeBron has one of Kevin Love or Kyrie, I think they win the first one. I think taking it to six games with Deliver Dover as your starting point guard, I feel if you had a Kyrie or Kevin Love, LeBron would have won that. Um, secondly, I don't think I think the first year, if Chris Paul doesn't get injured, like I, I was watching that series, yeah, yeah, yeah. every single play I was watching of that series, I do not think at three two going into Houston at Game Six, if Chris Paul is there that Houston not close that series out. And you saw what happened. It was... And on top of that as well, did that even that playoff series, I might... I'll, I'll, I'll say, in terms of out-coaching and coach NBA Finals, I'm going to stand on that. The whole postseason, wild, maybe, maybe not. But I need to dust. That one's wild. A, major, okay, a majority, because against the Rockets... Did Steve Kerr out-coach against the Rockets or the Rockets just missed 29 straight threes? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I mean. Though. I that's also what, feel like... I mean. for, for and KD was out of bounds. Come on. Maybe out of bounds. One of the biggest, bookiest yeah, calls. He was, he was, he was out was. of bounds. That causes that play for them to win the game. So, <sighs> But I think it's wild to say of all postseason all time, but I can definitely, if you're going to stand I'll on business him, and I'll argue about finals, there's definitely... Finals I'm standing with. Um, postseason, I, I have a feeling there's gonna say at least 50%. I think player development has to be a big conversation as well because there are loads of head coaches out there that have... Like if we if if we say that any coach who's ever had great players now doesn't get any credit for uh, for um for like NBA championships and stuff like that, then we take be taken away from Phil Jackson and Pop as well because Pop didn't win anything in, without Tim Duncan. Pop didn't win anything without um he did win without Tony Parker to be fair, but yeah, he didn't win anything without Tim Duncan. Um, Phil Jackson didn't win anything without Michael or, or Kobe on his team, like those kind of things as well. But Phil Jackson was running a system. Which is why he got a lot of credit for his wins. Um, look, but you can see one with of the, the greatest you can, systems of all time. You can also well. see, obviously, even with MJ, you can see that he still had to actually out coach and get the team to actually. I feel. Play I in. also believe in the nineties was a tad different. I think that the Pistons. There was a lot of like obviously within that time, some of the teams that had previously beaten the Bulls and the Pistons and obviously Houston, mm. um, he had to really get to a level. I feel when you're getting to a place where there's four Hall of Famers with it being, to me at the time, two top five players and Steph and KD in the league, I, it's very near unprecedented to have four Hall of Famers on one team, let alone against, when you're looking at what the Cavs were and LeBron and Kyrie who were elite superstars, Kevin Love was a star, it's, it's never really going to match up. But to me, I, I always, I will argue that, look, what, what the Golden State are right now in terms of the whole organisation, they should be performing better, even without, um, to me, I think their roster isn't good enough and they need to make changes. But the way that Steph is playing this season, like he's playing at an outstanding level. If they had more wins, potentially MVP talks, but probably top 10, probably like sitting between 8th to 10th in MVP talks. And he's at a level where he could be in those discussions and his team's sitting out of the playing. It does. It does also need to be said as well that um, even in 2019, yes, the Warriors lost because KD tore his, tore his Achilles and Clay tore his ACL. But Clay tore his ACL in the last game, though. Yeah, the series was, was 
done, yeah. They they were down three one in that series. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, without KD, that team still shouldn't lose to the to the Toronto Raptors. That's why it was such a shock. Which is what uh, adds to the further point about Steve Kerr and his his coaching acumen and his ability. I think he just landed a really really good uh, situation. And he, he he his style of play suits. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry as a shooter, I think he just puts them in. But then this is this is where I always I give credit for is that I still believe that you have to draw up those plays, you have to make a system for them to win, and he did that. Like he's, he's even though Mark, no, no, but Mark Jackson started it, and you he completed it. Yeah, I can't, I can't hide. Might just taking his old book and said, right, I'm gonna just yeah, I, but he ran the plays <laughs> that has enabled them to become. But what plays? Like you know the plays that had screen and rolls and Steph running around all of that. No, it could just be called. The only screen like I'm, I'm like. With, do you know what the difference was from from my perspective? Anyway? Watching Mark Jackson, I could see what was a play because they took they used to run that elevator doors play where mm. they had a dribble handoff turn into um, it was David Lee and um, Andrew Bogut setting like a Double literally screen. like an elevator door screen. Yeah. So Steph would, Steph or Clay would run for it. They close it. They'll go to the yeah. corner and like there's no like you can't beat that. That that's a system. That is a play. But like the Warriors just just hide Steph or Clay in one of the corners, and then have 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 another like guy Draymond or or a, a, a Looney just literally lean on the other guy and set such a screen. But that's what I'm saying. I give that's I'm not a system. No, like, no. But I I still give credit for him for being able to actually get this like do it because uh-huh. to me like even though he had four Hall of Famers, he's had the best backcourt of all time, arguably. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I still believe he he did it. And did what? Like, so you're looking at some of the coaches currently with Darwin Ham, his name is Darwin now, again, um, that are failing with championship caliber teams that are not even are as poor as anything can be. Do you, do you give Frank Vogel any credit for winning the championship in in the no. bubble? Why is that? That's, that was AD and Ron. But why, why? No, but, but the reason why I would as well, because Frank Vogel is a defensive specialist. Yeah, no, he did well defensively. Defensively, the way he got the thing is, and through that defense, a lot of you guys' points came from a lot of fast break due to the good defense. So and he re- and his coaching elevated Caruso to be to look like a I'm not saying he's like he's no, an that, amazing. That, what defender. I just said is definitely a lie. I disagree. And even I give him partial credit. Yeah, partial. And credit. even like how he made how even Kuzma the way like the way he made that team look defensively and the chemistry and then the things that had to, like, a lot of it, yes, there was a lot of fast break, but that one, I'll still give him. Yeah, no, he gets partial credit. credit. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Steve Kerr, partial credit doesn't mean 30%. It means still, like, 5%. I'll give him, I'm still going to, I'm not saying I'm not going to give him nothing. But the argument is valid and I feel it needs to be said because it, it gets hid away in the media. I think the media don't really shine a light on it on the basis of he's won four championships he's won how many what nine if you add his ones at chicago so they run off all these agendas that make him and like even we discussed which the media have again failed about his handling of the draymond situations continuously i feel a lot of things that he's done haven't been head coach worthy and i think like the draymond situation you can argue obviously with the, the rookies and the way he's not able to embed the young people that they've drafted recently. That's bad coaching. Like, regardless um, of what you say, that's bad coaching. And I, I do believe that the, that the Warriors should be in a, a position that you had the second pick, you had the seventh pick, like, within having three Hall of Famers with the best backcourt of all time, they shouldn't be in a position where, like, it, this should be the easiest transition. Do you know what I mean? Like, Clayman, mm. Clay, Clayman, Clay and Draymond should be phasing out 
and they're able to bring the number two pick who they got and the number seven pick into now having a, almost a big three of, all right, Steph is still one of the greatest players of all time and you've got the other two developing stars now because they've been in the league for a few years to be in a position where they're worth that. So that also does come down to a bit of what is going on coaching-wise as well. Yeah. Well, all we know, uh, Clay needs to be better, Draymond needs to be better, Steve Kerr needs to be better. You know who else needs to be better? The equipment manager at the box. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be better. <laughs> that was uncalled for, man. Apparently, allegedly. that was so uncalled for. So, Giannis has he had a few words. Can you? Can someone get up the quote, please? Um, he had a few words about what's been going on with the box recently, and um, you know sure. the headline is "We have to be better." Um, uh, I'm saying overreaction. Uh, I'm not going to say no because if you see a potential problem, you need to address it, especially as the star player on that team. Right. Yeah, to get it out. I've, I've got, I've got, got it. Yeah. Yannis uh, said, "Offense is going to be there some nights, and some nights it's not going to be there. Your defensive effort, though, has got to be there. Mm. And defensively, our effort wasn't there. Mm. There's no pride. Guys were, guys were just driving the ball straight line. I drive, get to the paint, overhelping, shooting threes, and offensive rebounds. There was nothing. This wasn't the Milwaukee Bucks. This is not who we are. Mm. And then." Uh, and then he said, "We have to be better. We have to play better. We have to defend better. We have to trust one another. One another better. Mm. We have to be coached better. No shade. <laughs> Every single thing. Everybody has to be better. It starts from the equipment manager. Mm. He has to wash our clothes better. Mm. The bench has to be better. The leaders of the team have to be more vocal. Very. We have to make more shots. We have to defend better. We have to have a better strategy. We have to be better." We have four months to get better, so we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll the, the saddest thing about all of this year is the Bucks. I've only lost eleven games this yeah. season. They're sitting on twenty five and eleven. But they should be better, and he's right. He's and right in no, no, saying he's that. right, and it's and it's good to they're second, yeah. they're second in the East right now. Second in the East, yeah. yeah. But but I've, I was I was saying this before. Watching them play, bro, that like, they're not convincing in any of their games. Mm. Like, like, like come to come, like this is one game here and there, different teams in it. If it's now a playoff series, they don't. I'm not convinced that can they be a team four games oh, in a seven game series the way they play. No, because after deep it, the adjustments, right? And I'm just saying, obviously they have time to to get there, but right now it doesn't look super convincing. Like defensively, it doesn't look like they're gonna stop much. Like yes, Giannis is gonna do what he does, but the team defensively doesn't look like he's gonna be. It's just it's right now. There's a lot of, like, I'm not saying there's no team has no cracks or no holes, you know, in in how they're moving, but it just something feels a bit off with them. Like it doesn't. I'm not convinced mm. that first round, yeah, maybe because it might just be a, a weaker team that they're able to roll over. But from there, I'm thinking about second round conference finals and like convincingly to like no, okay, you know what they can easily get four games or like it's just it just looks weird it looks like they can they can run into trouble like if those traverse against the Sixers it could be issues the Knicks it could be issues bruv even if those play seven game series against the Pacers it could that's, be that's issues. the one t- I think it's Boston will give them problems and I think Pacers everyone else they won't I, I, I'll be brutally honest like what they they have been a bit wishy-washy they're lacking consistency and I think 
what I expected from this team is what I'm seeing with Boston. I expected more consistency. I expected more domination where you're getting to late fourth quarters and, and Giannis and, and Dame are sitting out. What we're seeing is they're in the battle of, like they're in the midst. Like I watched the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs game, and them a good, they only lost by four points. And it, it, but it went right to the wire, and that's yeah. that's not really what the Bucks are meant to be doing against the San Antonio Spurs with what 100%. six wins or something. So I feel like he's right to call out himself and the rest of the players and the team and the equipment manager. One is wow, that is an wow. unnecessary stray. No, we 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 get the point though. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, is is low key. Also, I'm kind of like where I thought. And I said, like where they are and what's happening, I'm also Loki. Like, kind of makes sense as well. Obviously, Why? majority of the team are there, so the gel, yeah. But obviously, to include Dame in that system, and considering where they are now, it's not bad. Like, it's like okay, there's still teething problems, which I expected there to be. I thought at least the first quarter of the season is gonna take because you have to understand that. What Drew's and Damian Lillard's role is still a bit different because there's more offensive responsibility that Damian um, Lillard is going to take. On top of that, to get the whole team where Drew was defensively, already we know, and then also he's just kind of fitting into the team as another player there to additionally do what what they what he needs to do in it. Whereas Dame is like, okay, Dame expected to be Dame straight no, away. No, Rudd, you don't think you think the chemistry is going to come just like that. I'm saying where they are at Rudd's, now is not bad. Rudd's, Rudd's Boston had the exact same thing happen to him this this year. No, Boston lost lost their defensive identity in Marcus Smart. Yeah, their the other defensive identity in Robert Williams. They replaced him with um, with Drew Holiday. Yes, you get you get another defender, but it's still not the same player. No, but this chill, 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 chill. And I'm you're saying. replacing with Porzingis, where there's a, a lack of um, of um, consistency because people always know that he's probably going to miss games. They've also shuffled the roster, so now moved Derek White to the starting lineup. Like I think the the key difference in in these situations is that one coach knew the team and the other coach didn't. Regardless of chemistry that you're talking about within players, yeah, I think yeah. I think, I think it and, it's, still his, and it's his first job. I, I think they were too hasty to fire Bud. Yeah. I think they should have kept Bud for one more year, let Dame come into that system. They all knew him and stuff like that as opposed to them then bringing Adrian Griffin in and putting him in. Because I'm telling you, he's like, he might be the first head coach here to get be the second overall seed in, in a conference and still end up getting fired. Because I, I just I just don't think he's... I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't think he's ready, but like, there's clear, clear evidence that like something isn't working with them, and it could be system based as well. I was gonna say like, so if we start from Christmas Day until now, I can understand why Yanis is saying this. They lose to the Knicks on Christmas Day by seven, yeah. Mm. They beat the Nets by twenty two. They beat the Cows by eight. They lose to the they lose to the Pacers by nine. Then they lose to the Pacers by twelve in the back to back. Like like um Julian was saying, they, they only scrape past the Spurs by four points. Um and then now they're losing to the Rockets by four. Yeah. Like that's in, in a very short period of time, what's that? One Three in seven four. seven games, yeah. You've you've lost more games than you've won. And I don't think they ever expect for that to happen. And touching on your point, like I'm looking at some of the the teams they've lost to this season. Obviously you spoke about uh, the Rockets. Pacers have been Pacers, in what, three times? Four times. Yeah. Four times, including the in-season tournament. <laughs> so the Pacers have whooped their asses. Um, but some of the other teams they've lost to, like, touching to start, like, the beginning of the season. Uh, they've lost to... We shot the Rockets in there now. 
Yes, you lost to the obviously the Rockets. You lost to the I've seen the Raptors. Am I going too far back? Yeah, so you lost to the Raptors. There we are. You lost, lost to, the to the Bulls. I'm Bulls. Seeing you lost to the Grizzlies. Um, lost to the Atlanta Hawks. So some of the teams that they've lost to, um, questions that, and that's where Yanis is probably a bit frustrated because it comes down to probably application. And I feel when you're a team of that caliber, mm-hmm. it's not about the quality of yourself against your opponent. It's about I application. Agree. And I feel like if that's what he's basically trying to say, you have to be on it, especially against these teams like Houston winning a game is not going to make any difference to their season because they're st- not really, sorry, Houston. Um, like some of the other teams that I mentioned, like because Houston actually doing well this season, but like the Trailblazers the or Raptors. the Raptors, or you, you'll take these teams that are taking games off you, it doesn't make a difference because they're not really going to do anything with it. Like these are probably lottery teams in the end. So for me, that they need to wake up. Um, and I agree with the, the the like when Bud got fired, we all shocked. It was, it was a bit hasty, man. It was to me. It was just very reactionary. Like I know um, they lost it to Miami Heat in the way they did, and mm-hmm. but Yanis uh, being injured. But I we all kind of addressed that they may they probably needed roster changes. But roster and head coach, it's a lot to move in one summer. But it's it's a tricky one because, like you correctly said, there's something that's not right. And I when I watch them, it doesn't feel like. They've got the minutes allocation right of the right players. Mm. I feel like there's there's still teething problems. Like you see, Bobby Port is coming and he's getting on a bit of a run and he gets subbed out. Then there's Lopez coming in. Like it is always a bit. Mm, do you know what I mean? There's not. It doesn't yeah. click. Port has only played seventeen minutes, whereas like Marjan Beauchamp was playing twenty three. Pat Connaughton played nineteen. I don't know who Andre Jackson is, but he played twelve minutes. I think he's the rookie. He played twelve minutes. Campaign eight minutes. Like. And then you look at Malik Beasley starting, but only playing 16 minutes. Like, there's clearly... I think they just need to go out... Like, I think they're going to make a move before the trade deadline to go and put themselves in a position to get another guy who can help with bench scoring. Because I think that's probably where they're falling flat. You can't say their starters aren't doing it. Like, Yanis had... To be fair, Yanis had 48 and 17, which is ridiculous. But then Chris Middleton had 10, 10 and 5 and 3. Uh, Lopez had 7 and 5. Uh, Dame had 18, 8, and 2. Malik Bleasy had 3 and 1. Like, they didn't shoot well from 3. That's probably the most shocking thing, actually. I think they, they're shooting worse from 3 than they did when they had Drew Holiday. Holiday yeah. And everyone thought, when they, I thought definitely as well, when they got Dame, they're going to finally like be able to be one of the elite three-point shooting teams in the league. And, yeah, like, last night, they shot 26.5%. Like, you ain't winning shit with that. And something that is, I think, has been concerning, which we need to really highlight, is their defence. Defensively good. this year They've not been good at all Like what you saw with Buddha They were always one of the top Two to three defensive teams In the league Like opponents Points per game They're sitting at 119.5 I mean That is comfortably That's worth that's, That is Wow That's the worst In the top 10 Bar in Indiana So they have the second worst that is that is even worse Than the what Toronto did, Raptors What did What did Rick Carlisle say About Indiana He's like You can have Um you can have a nice, uh, the most beautiful girl in the world, but if she can't play defense, it gets boring quick or something like that. Yeah, and and, and they are they are so in the top eleven teams in the Eastern Conference. Bearing in mind there's fifteen, they are they have the second worst defense points op- mm. opponent points per game, and you're talking about a team in Indiana who have the highest scoring offense points per game in the league. So their point differential is is that. But I feel like this year, what I've seen with them, like they're too easy to score against. Like I don't see that strength that I saw from them defensively last year. Like whenever I watch the Bucks, I just feel like 
if a team wants to score, they'll score. Well, so when I've watched them over the last few years, I felt like you had to really drop a good play or play some really good offense to score. So I don't know. I think obviously I still believe they'll be fine. I think there are within that roster, and I think Yanis and Dame are so special to me, two Hall of Famers. What they can do individually, especially when it comes to playoff and as a duo, mm. I think they'll be fine. But in my very honest opinion, they need to fix things in order to come out of the East. I think Boston are so far clear ahead of what they're doing. Like they've got a very strong team structure. They, they're they playing at a championship level. And I think the Bucks need to, if they're going to beat them over a four-game series, they need to buck up their ideas against them and the Pacers that have already beaten them four times. Um, and they need to start getting these wins. I think Giannis and Dame need to work. I don't know if they're running the uh, pick and rolls with them uh, a lot or enough, but I think that's something that they definitely need to um, just just to see, just to play off of that as well, isn't it? So I don't like their floor space neither this year. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I, I've just I've not enjoyed watching it. Like you said, I've I've watched a few games where they run the pick and roll. And then Dame looks to swing it, but Connaughton's not in the right place, or Lopez is kind of cutting, or it's all a bit messy when I've watched their offense. I don't sometimes. understand why there's not three stationary players and just letting them two run it, and they just stay in their spots. And then if it comes to you, shoot. If it doesn't come to you, just get back on defense. Like, I think I think it's 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 one of them ones. I I don't know, man. I just think obviously, like I think we're looking very deeply into it. And Yanis is speaking about something early. He's talking about it before it becomes a real problem. Because mm. like you said, they're they're still second in the west in the east. Sorry. It's only, it's only really like it's showing signs of being a problem. But again, like last year, they got upset by by Miami, but got, got upset by the eighth seed. And he understands how important it is, what like it is to be well seeded, um, and being have that home court advantage because anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, I just think I think for him anyway, he understands how serious it is and. He needs. He, I th- he just wants more because, because, like I said, he had forty-eight and seventeen, and they lost the game to Houston. That's taking it. That's wild. Um, but there's not only um, the equipment manager needs to be better. There's also someone else that really needs to be better. Um, Darwin, Darwin, Dublin Ham. Dublin Ham. <laughs> Ham. <laughs> to me, he looks like a fan rather than a coach. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like mm. I. Don't know what on earth is going on at the Lakers, but this ham, this ham, <laughs> yo, <laughs> no, it's really bad. Like defensively, you look like crap. Offensively, if LeBron or AD aren't running some sort of pick and roll or doing something, it's just bad. Like Andrew Russell, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, obviously, I think Max Christie as well was having a few issues. Obviously, he wanted more minutes, so he's playing well. Um, Cam Reddish defensively, I mean, does he hold up his own? Yes, but offensively, is is issues like there's no chemistry or correlation in this team. Mm. I just don't like. I watched them playing. It's like it's like AD and LeBron, and then the rest. Like obviously, I'm 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 still I still kind of rate Rui because I think Rui he like especially when there was it's time ago where there's a game where um, I think things were moving stagnant with the Lakers and then Rui scored like I think like three buckets back to back and then what does that result in him being subbed? Oh, I'm like, oh, wait, what did Darvin Ham just really do that? How does that make sense? But it's, it's better than the over under, bro. Honestly, like, but what is going on with 
in that sector because you look suck right now and it's really bad. It's really bad. I, I, I'll be brutally honest. Like, we're sitting at, I think, what is it, three and eight since we're in the in season tournament? Yeah, um, 18, 19, 18 and 19 total. Like, to me, I'm watching us and, like, I can only tell you wholeheartedly, like, as as I'm looking at LeBron, I'm looking at AD, these lot, they're playing very well. Reeves is chipping in. I've seen some of our players chipping with totals, but I'm, I'm what I'm not seeing is, one, coaching on either end of the floor. So I'm not seeing the minutes being staggered out correctly. I'm not seeing the correct rotations. I'm not seeing enough offensive, like, actual coaching and plays and systems and movements defensively. I'm seeing so many mismatches. I do not think he understands when he's playing against certain players how to actually match them up. And because his rotations are so poor, he manages to put players on that are getting... Like you have a Jokic against a Cam Reddish, and it's like, why? Why is this the case? Why have we not got the correct player actually guarding Jokic or guarding the big man, or got someone that you're leaving shooters with space, but you've got guys that aren't good three, like perimeter defense on the court, and his rotations to me, and his adjustments are so poor, horrible. It's costing us big time, and the fact that we've won the in-season tournament, you can see the strength of this team. You can see the strength of this duo. In LeBron and AD, we got to the Western Conference Finals after the trade deadline. Um, uh, what we did after the trade deadline, and but we are what what the third best team or second best team if you're going off getting to the Western Conference Finals last year. We're looking like comfortably a playing team at best, and it it doesn't make any sense. You've won the in season tournament, which you had to win. I think you you won seven and zero in that, so you went seven and zero in that whole tournament, but yet you're three and eight post that and it's and i'm watching us obviously we got a big dub yesterday against the clippers which is now becoming a, a norm but um <laughs> i said that one in but but no no but to be honest like you're looking at two teams where i don't want to talk about the clippers too much because we're not in the lakers segment but a coach that's actually coaching what he's got and i know it took a big adjustment from russ to go to the bench but you're seeing a coach actually look at something and work things out. What you're seeing in Ham is the opposite. You've got the players, you've kind of got the system there and you're making it not work. You're, you're making your job more difficult by poor rotations, adjustments and decisions. And to me, whatever's happening between what he's relaying to the players and what's happening by the time they actually get out and run the offense and defense, it, to me, it's, I, I just don't like it. And I'm so tired. I don't know if we're going to make this change, but he's hampering us and he's just he's wasting another year of two of the best players that um, that the NBA's had. Uh, I, I want to hear what you guys have to say, but like, obviously I'm not going to say that it's solely on him. Let me just not put a, a, a little disclaimer. I feel some of the other players have to step up. Um, D'Angelo like Russell. D'Lo is doing what D'Lo does. Like, he, he's hot one game and he goes five games being shocking. Um, and I also believe sometimes his performances make it harder for him to actually know, should I start him, should I bench him? But I, I just don't like it. Like, you're seeing Reeves drops the bench. Your next game, you're seeing Reeves start. Then you're yeah. seeing Tour and Prince have zero points, but then start the next game. It, it, to me, it's too much going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he knows what to do. So I don't think the players know what to do. I think I think there's two ways to look at this. One, he's making very, very poor or a lack of coaching adjustments around... 
um, like your best two players. I think the worst thing about this whole situation is that the reason you guys aren't winning is has nothing to do with your best players. Has absolutely nothing to do with your best players. I think prior to this season, Anthony Davis had a lot of eyes on him because he said he was going to be better, and he has been better. Anthony Davis has been consistent. He hasn't missed as many games. And when he's played, he has shown up for you guys and he's done what you've needed him to do. Same with LeBron James. LeBron has, is, a, is, at this point, every every time LeBron steps on the court, he's exceeding expectations. Because no one no one expects for LeBron to lead the lead the team in scoring, mm-hmm. lead the lead, lead, um, be one of the most aggressive players on the court. He's still making defensive plays as well. Like, I think with, with that being said, those two are, uh, are doing what they need to do really to be able to at least get wins. You look at other winning winning uh, teams in the league. You look at Denver, who have Jokic sometimes only taking three shots. You look at teams like like the Clippers, like you mentioned, where there'll be times where Kawhi doesn't shoot exceptionally well or PG doesn't shoot exceptionally well, but the rest of the team are managing to, you know, cover cover up for that and and help contribute. You look at um, you look at Boston, for instance, who are currently having pretty much the whole team contributing to to wins all the way down to Sam Hauser. And um, Peyton Pritchard, like like Boston are out here really do, having the blueprint of everyone buys into this system, everyone eats, and that's what they're doing, and they're winning. And I think LA needs to do that. I think this is going to be the last year Darvin Ham is the head coach of the Lakers. I think regardless of what happens for you guys, um, end of season, win championship or not, I just don't think it's going to make sense to... If you win, he's going to hang around, but you're going to do what you did with Vogel and just fire him like 20 games in the season anyway. Um but yeah, one hundred percent. I think the rest of your your team needs to needs to start contributing a lot more. I think DeAndre Russell is going to get traded before trade deadline. I think the real thing is, I think you guys are going to get Demar Derozan. I think that's the move that move that makes sense for everyone. I think Levine I think, makes more sense though. Why? Because I feel what Levine could do, depending on who we move, obviously. What can Levine do? I feel he he could obviously handle the ball a bit better than. You don't need a ball handler. You got LeBron James. Yeah, but we need we need someone that you can don't want actually it just to be LeBron. James. Yeah, but no, we need someone else. I'm happy. Can, with, uh, no, but we need someone else that can bring the ball up. No. I, I think he's more of a reliable shooter from the three than a DeRozan. Not saying that's um, be the primary, but I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you guys would be better with 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 Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. I'm not saying that that DeRozan is necessarily better than Levine, but in terms of what DeRozan does, he's a scorer. Yeah, to be fair, you, no. you just need buckets, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you sense. guys had an extra twenty points every single game, you would win more games. But instead, instead, LeBron's out here kicking to guys who probably won't make the shot. Like I'm telling you, if you had if you had DeMar DeRozan certified buckets, you can occasionally lead the team in scoring if he needs to. Like if if you guys got DeRozan, LeBron would start taking less shots. Like it, it would it would balance out very very well. If you got Levine, I'm not saying he won't. Zach Levine's also very injury prone, and his contract you wouldn't be able to get him financially. I think his contract's right now sitting at forty something. You'd have to trade. Right. You have to trade at least three players to get no, him. No, it's too much. Like it would be yeah. too much. Whereas DeRozan, I think he's only on twenty something. Like a lot, like DeAndre Russell and one other piece would be able to make up that contract. So, and I think it's a lot more likely for Chicago to be willing to part way with Demar Derozan, who's on a one, who's currently on the last year of his deal, I believe, than Zach Levine, who's still got two years left. So, if I was you guys, I'm going after Demar Derozan to be the third option on that team, and you know, be able to be a very, very solid scoring option for you guys as well. And like I, I touched on. Um, Obviously, in the last segment, that teams that the Bucks had lost to, which aren't good enough, and I'm gonna touch on the teams that we've lost to. Like going off since the in-season tournament mm. alone, we've lost to the Mavs, Spurs, the Knicks, the Bulls, Boston, Minnesota, Pelicans, the Heat, mm. and the Grizzlies. Some of these teams in the Grizzlies, in the Spurs, they don't even have. So what fifteen 
wins combined. Yeah. They even have 10 wins. No, combined, come on, man. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. As in, no, 10 wins each. I think Grizzly just got to a 10 or 11. Grizz, Grizzly's just re- reached the threshold. Yeah, and Spurs on like five or six, whatever it is. So <laughs> you're not losing to teams that are good enough. And you're looking at, even I was just looking at LeBron, in this whole period, I think he's had sub 20, so below 20 points three mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. In the entire time, he's having 25s, 25s, 40-point games, 32-point games, 26s, 34-point games. Like, he's playing at a great level. And I it's know 39. And that's what makes 39. it worse. <laughs> that's what makes this worse. Like, he is not meant to be... Like, I'm looking at his minutes alone. 40 minutes, 36, 39, 37, huh? 37, 37, 39, 37, 38, 39, 38 minutes. He's not meant to be doing this. Like you correctly said, what LeBron is doing is abnormal. Hi! Points, assists, whatever he's... And then you're saying minutes at his age. No way. No way. Yeah, you guys even got him the L on his birthday, man. I don't even want to talk about it. Foot on the line. (laughs) That was funny, though. (laughs) That's conspiracy, though, because his foot weren't on the line, but... Yeah. I can be objective in saying that. Right. I think, yeah, I think a change needs to get made. It won't happen this season, so we just got to ride it out. But it's another season wasted of his greatness, isn't it? And that's 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 the problem. You know, I think, I think if you guys make the playoffs, anything, literally anything is possible. I never count him out. Because he's that good. Yeah, yeah. And AD's still playing very, very well as well. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, Lakers know, well, there's a lot of trades that need to be made from the Lakers. Um, Defo should lock in on trying to get DeMar DeRozan. Uh, but there's another team in... The East, mm-hmm. um, granted, a lot of people have their career highs at MSG, <laughs> but the Knicks have recently they've made a trade, a very interesting trade. Uh, I'm not fully upset about it, a little portion, yes, but I'm not fully upset. But so the Knicks acquired uh, OG Adenobi mm-hmm. um, from obviously Toronto Raptors, and they send. RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, and the 2024 second round pick um, to the Raptors. Now, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm not mad because RJ Barrett is someone that has been the top of people's complaints at the Knicks in terms of, okay, development. Between him and Julius Randle. Yeah, Randall. him and Julius Randle. Obviously, if it was Julius Randle, that would have been perfect, though, just because of age and everything. But however, it wasn't um, definitely a great pickup for the Knicks. You know, G, you get some defense there. Yeah, um, and people say he's one of the best corner sh- corner three point shooters in the league. They, they haven't lost a game since they've had him as well. There we go. So they haven't lost a single game since they've had him. And he can use both of his hands, so that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, actually, they got rid of a left hand player, replaced him with an ambidextrous player. Um, I think the biggest, like, yes, really, I think one, I didn't like the trade like initially. Um, yeah, because I thought I, the only thing I I was like, oh, quickly though, like. But but like looking at it, RJ is currently on a rookie max extension, so he's on like thirty something a year. Mm-hmm. Quickly was due a contract this year. They decided to say, you know what, we're gonna move RJ in quick, bring in OG, who three and D player, great yep. job. Uh, they also got Precious Achua as well. Yeah, uh, Toronto's big man. I think Toronto have done a very very good trade though. Like, I think. The oh, market yeah, for OG. RJ's back, back in Canada. Isn't so it? They, they got a Toronto <laughs> guy back. You know, they brought in Emmanuel Quickly, who's now getting the opportunity to be a starting guard in the NBA, which is what everyone said he should have been able to do at some point for the Knicks anyway. Yep. You've also got a very nice young core in 
Toronto in quickly Scotty Barnes and RJ, RJ Barrett. Barrett. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. nice call. You still have Siakam that you can move, and I think they really they should, need to yeah, move him before they should move him. But they're winning games as well. Like they they beat they blew out the Warriors. I always say they beat they blew out the Warriors last night. They scored 133 <laughs> points. I think RJ Barrett had 36. Yeah, yeah. if I'm correct. <laughs> Balled out. I think I think one for him being back in Toronto is just like it's good vibes. I saw a video of him and quickly in a car and, and they were asking quickly, Oh, did RJ tell you about Toronto? And he did a little Toronto accent. <laughs> I to see this. You know, you know, he said, uh, you know how to, people from Toronto are funny. They have the accents like American slash Caribbean. Yeah, but they say, and London. But then yeah. London slang, they'd be like, yo, fam. They say fam a lot. A lot. Yeah. They say fam a lot. But like, it, I think it's good vibes. I think it's a really good move by Toronto as well, just to bring him. Yeah, RJ had 37, 6 and 6. Yeah. Siakam had 16, 6 and 6. Pearl had 14, 11 and 5. Scotty Barnes had a stinker, 6, 2 and 3. He might have got hurt. He only played 24 minutes. Quickly had 9 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. Like, I think they've made a very, very smart decision up in Toronto to say, you know what, we're going to continue this youth movement. We're not going to try and acquire someone else to try and make, like, let's go around. I think this is the first part of their, I'm not even going to call it a rebuild because Scotty Barnes is playing pretty well. RJ's not that young either. Like, they're 22 and 23 respectively, I believe. You know, they've, they're just pushing the youth movement a bit more, bit more, which I think what they should do. And now they're going to be in a position to, I think, at some point, maybe just before the, tra- the, the trade deadline, move Siakam either for draft picks or for another player of a similar age. I think one place they could definitely start looking at is maybe moving Siakam to Golden State. I know people were saying Siakam could potentially land in, to, to, in Sacramento, then apparently there was a trade on the table and Sac- Sacramento said they walked away from it mm-hmm. to get Siakam. It should have been an interesting landing spot for him as well. You know what was in the deal? Um, who, they, who, uh, who they want to? The, I, believe, I, I believe it was, I, in my head, what would make sense. I know they're not going to trade any of their core guys. So it would have been Fox, probably not um, Sabonis either. I reckon it would have been Harrison Barnes to make the money's work. Keegan Murray. I know they definitely want Keegan Murray. There's no chance. Yeah, to, just, Sacramento should trade everyone but Keegan Murray at this point. I'm not saying they should trade anyone, but like definitely do not trade that guy. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like I I I think I think there's a lot of potential for Toronto to make one more move here to get themselves in a position to, you know, speed up this rebuild process without acquiring older guys and just expecting them to do a lot. Like right now, they're currently sitting at 15 and 21. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if you catch them being the 10th seed. Or something like please, that. By, no, by please, the, I don't. That, that's not great, but you nah. still get. You still end up just with a lottery pick. Um, you and and also like I feel like their guys are too good not to get there because they're they're at eleven seed. They one <laughs> they they one win behind the Bulls. Yeah. So one win and they're already in the tenth seed. They're already where they need and to be. To me, the eight, the eight, the top eight is kind of set. I think that's yeah. where it'll be. It, the fall off is from Brooklyn down. Down. Yeah. So. And if, I, I don't think it'll be that hard for them to get there, to be honest. And I think Brooklyn are already starting to tank games. They already got a fine for not playing healthy players. Mm. So don't be surprised if you see Toronto in the play-in. I don't, I'm, even if they get out of the play-in, which I don't think they necessarily will. But still, like for them, it's just, you're not losing anything. I mean, for me on the trade, I was initially, uh, I thought the Raptors won this trade massively. Yeah, uh, I did as well, actually. I initially thought that the Knicks aren't getting great value for giving. Cause to me, still, RJ Barrett is, what, number two pick? Three. Three? Number three, three pick. So, to me, it was, and, and at the time, that was them, like, kind of putting a lot of hopes on um, him. Obviously, quickly was arguably sixth man of the year. Last year was in the 
um, number two in the voting, I think. Uh, but for me, it was it, it seemed very lopsided. I thought the Raptors won it. But seeing how OJ Newby's playing, uh, OJ Newby, he's playing, yeah. Um, OG. OG. He's playing since he joined the Knicks. It's, it's a really good fit. Um, for me, it just hasn't elevated them uh, to be a team that are now contending. To me, it's a move that's kind of been a bit sideways from all the RJ Barrett and talks that we were hearing. Obviously, them trading him away. Uh, I expected them to kind of get a player that would maybe take them to the next level. I think a newbie kind of stirs the ship a bit. It doesn't really improve them to a level to challenge, but it's a really good fit, and that's what fits are meant to do. That's what basketball's about. So I, I, I have to say though, like you say, it doesn't necessarily they 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 beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia by thirty six points. I think we'll see. Like they, they absolutely blew it. Like, and it was close at some point, and then they just said, "Yeah, fuck it, we're not playing around anymore." And they, they scored forty-one in the second, in the second quarter, um, and then thirty-five in the in the fourth. Like, it, it, it stopped being close pretty quickly as well. Like, it's quite surprising to, to see from them. I'm not saying necessarily that, like Embiid had thirty and ten, Maxi still had 20, 27, 9 and four, but the Knicks all contribute in that game. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven double-digit scorers yeah. uh, from the Knicks, and I think Tibbs. I think they. I saw someone say this where normally you never see this, but they literally traded a guy to fit like around the coach's system as opposed to fitting around um, like a, what the like the Knicks, people are saying the Knicks are building around Tibbs as opposed to building around a particular player, mm. which is quite an interesting take. Like I didn't really think about that because RJ wasn't an amazing defender, and like in terms of three-point shooting, like he's yeah. He's he's getting better, but he's still not where like they kind of wanted to be. I'm sure Toronto are just happy to get like a another scorer like that. So I, I'm not saying that the Knicks are going to be out here like you know putting up crazy numbers or nothing. Like they're currently sitting at 60, but bear in mind, six between four and six, they all have the exact same record. So the Knicks really could be the fourth seed if Orlando or, or Cleveland drop a game. Yeah, and I think it's so close when you're looking at the standings. It's 100%. Philadelphia only a few games ahead of them lot as well. That's what I mean. A lot can change very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think, like you correctly said, it, it, the fit looks more for the system, uh, for the sake of the team, rather than a superstar player. Um, and we'll see how it comes when it comes to the end of the season, if it makes a massive difference. But they are 6-4 and four in their last 10, so they're on the up. We'll see how this uh this trade works out for, you know, both teams. Um so yes, we are in January, but something happens next month. Does anybody know what happens next month? NBA All Star. All Star is happening in February. 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 It's in Vegas this year, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, big, big change from Utah. Let me tell you that. The blessing is a blessing. <laughs> Let me tell you that because they, they don't be they don't do nothing fun in Utah. It's a blessing. So <laughs> <laughs> the driest post parties and that. They it? said you're not even allowed to drink there. You're actually not. No, like it's a it's a Mormon Mormon town, Mormon place, Mormon Vegas. No, mm. Utah, oh, Utah, man. Say yeah. You know they no. be drinking. They be doing yeah, a lot of drink. Yeah, no, Utah. <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking a Mormon, man. Utah, great goo, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> the only thing that happens in Utah is soaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, son. Oh, this guy. This guy. <laughs> damn, son. Hey, they soaking it up down there. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I have nothing to say. Yeah, so we all know that it's not completely dry in Utah. Oh, come on, Rudd. Wow. <laughs> That's just... Oh, wait, you say it's in Indiana? Is it Indiana? It's not you Vegas. Why did I say it was Vegas? Maybe that's, I feel like something... Maybe that's the Pro Bowl, you know? It might be. Oh, no. It's in Indiana. Indiana's not yeah. as bad. It's, it's not as bad as Utah, but it ain't no Vegas. Mm. <laughs> it says drip, drip. This is wild, isn't it? <laughs> Carry on, please. Um, but yeah, we've all done our um, all-star voting. So yeah. we're going to... Um, obviously, before we go, we'll just go through um, who our all-star starters are. Um, I, say, I say we do conference... And then positional, so guards, then back. We, we each do our back court, then we each do our front court. Okay, so go com- conference, front court. I mean, front court, conference, Damn. back court, <laughs> you and then front court. Yes, please. Okay, <laughs> okay. yes, so, please. So, in the east, my back court will consist of first time all star Tyrese Maxey, okay, and his namesake Tyrese Halliburton, okay, okay. Um, so for me, yes, first time All Star start. I put um, Tyrese Maxey. Okay, and I had started next to him. I had Donovan Mitchell over Halliburton. Yeah, why? I don't know. Like, I must, I'm not saying <laughs> you're wrong. I'm just curious why. I just know you forgot about Halliburton. Just say it, it's fine. I know the thing is, yeah, I think Halliburton should 100 be a. You should 100. He's gonna be an All Star. 100. He'll be an All Star. Um, you made it last year as well. This is yeah. yeah. I think I just think Donovan Mitchell. He, he's handling business, man. Is he? Is he handling business? Check his numbers, man. He's handling business. Bro. Just I don't care. I don't. Like, I imagine he's he's not averaging below twenty five. No, no. I think he's just about you know twenty five. So nothing spectacular. Tw- no, he's averaging twenty seven point twenty seven point two. Donovan Mitchell twenty seven point two five point seven five point three. Yeah. All right, cool. One point nine stills. Go ahead, Jules. 1.9 stills. I had, uh, let me just review it again. Yes, I had Tyrese Maxi. I had the two Tyrese's. And okay. Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I think there's two, there's two There's two shout outs that I hope to make. Was obviously, Brunson. Yeah, I think you, I think you will this time. Like, I think Randall got it last time, innit? Yeah, 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 he did. I hope Branson makes it. Um, and I, f- he's close to me. I think if Max isn't playing at this level, it would have been Branson. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I know Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young is having a good season, yeah. low key. Trey's never gonna get credit because the team is shit. Basically, but I, I think what Maxi's done, yeah, I'll, I'll give Maxi the two Tyrese. Trey Young, but Trey Young has been an All Star, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's averaging 27.8, 11 assists, and three points. Trey's numbers are dumb. He actually, yeah. If you were just looking at numbers. For a guy that's 6'1. Yeah. Crazy. His dumb, numbers the way are he dumb. can score mm. is incredible, man. Okay. We'll go to the front court in the yeah. East. So I think everyone's going to have the exact same three. Yeah. I have Jason Tatum, Yanis, Antetokounmpo, and Joe Embiid. Do either of you have anything different? No. Yeah, no, it's the same. Because yeah, what yeah. else is there to have, man? It's the same. Yeah. yeah, it's the easiest three to vote. Okay, but you see, when you go on the go on the who else's was um up there? Because obviously those three were there. Who else was there? As options, uh, as options. Yeah. I think they had Randall, Paolo Banquero. Paolo, shout out to Paolo. Yeah, Paolo should definitely get all um, star. Shout out to him. There was Bam. Did you see his game where he scored was it eighteen straight points? Paolo. Yeah. For, uh, who's it against? He Jalen Brown obviously as well. Jalen yeah, Brown, Jaylen yeah. Brown. Um, Jimmy's there. Siakam's Randall. there. 
I, if I'm honest, this this is gonna be one of the weakest ones, though. To be honest, like they're going back to east versus west as well. Yeah, which they should. Yeah, they yeah. should, man. Because it it won't be as lopsided as it used to be. I feel like. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, alright, cool. So, should we do? Got to do, do the you, rest. Do you want to start with the backcourt in the West Union? Start with the guards. Yeah. So for me, this was supremely difficult. Really? No, nah, it was easy, man. No, nah, no. Nah, for nah, me, it was easy. Nah, anyway. To me, it was supremely difficult. Go on. I had SGA. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my guy, and I had Luca. Interesting. And obviously, the the big one I had to drop out was my boy Steph. Who? That's a big one. That's not even a big one. Or De'Aaron Fox. That's was not there. even the big one. It's Anthony Edwards. Thank you. That is the, the big one. Guy. That is yeah. who my backcourt is. Shea Gilgis Alexander and Anthony Edwards. Do you know why? Because we're not trying to watch boring basketball. Okay, that's what we're trying to. We're trying to watch. And trying to flat, uh, fly through the sky, dunk on someone's head, you know, be disrespectful with us all, talk his shit. <laughs> I know you might, I know you might put Luca up in there, but yeah, 100%. I put, yeah, I put Luca in shares all. So, um, but yeah, no, Anthony Edwards, they, these guys will, they will make it as well. How many, how many guards makers are outside the stars? How many? So there's twelve total spots in it. So they'll probably do like five guards and seven, four, seven bit, seven. Backcourt, frontcourt players, sorry. Or oh, 12 spot outside of the stars. Yeah. Mm. No, no, no. Including the stars. So, yeah. yeah so so outside then. this one, there'll be seven other players in. Yeah. So okay. it'll probably be three, three or three four gu- guards. Three guards, four, four others. Four yeah. forwards and bigs. Yeah, I reckon it'll be four guards, three forwards. Well, it depends on it. I don't know, man. Like, like, all right, cool. So who would you have taken... If I Wait, let me just look at this quickly. Because if I look at... Um, if I look at the backcourt in the West, obviously I didn't say Steph, mm-hmm. didn't say Luca, didn't say Fox. Steph will be there. Fox will be there. I think Jar's not making it. So the car. Jar's not making it. The only question is: Is Devin Booker gonna make it? Probably not. Yeah, and that, and that was the big snub in that he he's didn't make the first ten again, anyway. Yeah, because he's missed some games. He's gonna get some. I think outside, obviously, with um, there's gonna be SGA, there's gonna be Luca, there's gonna be Steph, there's gonna be Edwards. The five guys, and the, Fox. the other five guys, it's going to be five. those five guards. There's no one else that it needs to be. It'll be Luca. The, the guards will be Luca, Shea, yeah. Darren Fox, Steph Curry, and Afi Edwards. And Devin Booker's not going to make it. And he's, he's going he's gonna to talk some shit. Do you know what I feel really bad for? Jamal Murray. Mm. I feel really bad for Jamal Murray. Because yeah. I actually don't, I don't think he's ever going to get an all-star, you know. Because the guards, the guards won in the West, but just the guards in the league in general are so good. It's, it's always going to be difficult for him, man. Always going to be difficult for him. Yeah. Okay. Front court in the West, please, Julian. All right. So my three were Jokic, Mm -hmm. LeBron, and KD. K who? KD. K who? I had KD there. For what? KD is an all star starter. This. Who do you have? I have the same, but I was I. I you feel know who should be there. I feel like I. You know who should be there. I rushed the KD. Put some respect on my guy's name, bro. No, he's, he's gonna say Kawhi Leonard, man. I'm gonna. Why would I not say Kawhi? What's your reason for Kawhi not being there? Cause K, I, I think obviously LeBron and Jokic. Yeah, that's not a question. I'm not talking about them too. I'm talking it's about KD and Kawhi. I think KD's. Well, KD's numbers are better. I mean, guess KD even played, bro. KD. This is the first time I can ever say that Kawhi's played more games than someone else. That's you out. No, but <laughs> I, I, I've, I've watched both players this year. Kawhi will still. And be I, I would say obviously Kawhi is an all star. KD's a starter for me. I've watched both of them play. I think. KD still playing at. He's elite, bro. Twenty nine, six and six. A stupid level. 
Um, and I think Kawhi still has more to get back to his insane level. Um, and also, is maybe because now that there's, you know, Harden as well, it obviously is going to diminish his numbers anyway. Because take take Harden out of that and kept kept it with Russ, bro. Kawhi maybe will be because what's average what twenty four? What? Yeah, yeah. It's, but you you know how it is, bro. Do you know how difficult it would be to average twenty four points on a team? See, when that's what I'm that saying. So, that's what I'm that saying. Take scores. away Harden, he's probably that's him. He's probably averaging twenty seven, twenty eight. You know, Kawhi, Kawhi this year has missed has missed um, four games. Mm-hmm. KD has missed nine, nine games. You know, I just guess that as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just said nine. I'm just saying, cool. you know, and also, like, let's talk about team record as well, innit? Like, you know, Phoenix are currently saying that the ninth seed. Clippers are currently saying that the fourth seed. But you know, it doesn't matter, because like I said, both guys are going to get in. That's not a question. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just saying, I'm giving my guy the respect he deserves. Oh, so do you want to talk about the voting returns, what the first uh, voting returns came back? Uh, do you have it in front of you? I do. Go yeah. ahead. So obviously in the inner the east front court, Yanis was at two, two million. Damn. Two point one mil. Embiid at one point eight. Tatum at one point seven. And obviously there's a massive gap mm-hmm. of nearly a million votes. Got Butler sitting at seven six seven thousand. Butler's the next one after Tatum. A yeah. million less, almost basically a million less yeah. after Tatum. So it that three should stay the same. Uh, in the guards, you've got Tyrese Halliburton at 1.3 mil, Dame at um, 9.55, so just shy of a uh, mil. I don't know. Then you've got Trey at 8.73, Donovan at 6.24, Tyrese at 4.80. See, that's not Brunson at 3.74. So it's that would be actually really sad if Jalen Brunson don't make it. Yeah, he really, needs, really he sad needs if a lot. Don't make it. I really want. Dame oh. don't really deserve to be there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he doesn't. He I don't really lie. deserve to be no, there. No, he deserves to be an all star, but to be does he? Yeah. I think <laughs> the situation that he should be in right now is the same as Jamal Murray. But he shouldn't be making it. Like he's not like is he he obviously should be an all star I think he's an all star caliber player, obviously, of course. I think but Dame's probably going off the recent like recency, but he is he's an all star. That's how it well, that's how it works though. You yeah. can't you can't base it off of previous seasons, is it? Like the fact that Clay Thompson still gets votes in these things really bothers me. Hmm. That that shows the system is slightly flawed. I'm gonna go to the West quickly. So in the front court, obviously LeBron's at two mil, KD at one point eight, and yep. Jokic at one point six. Mm-hmm. Uh, AD's next on nine eight eight k. Um, then you got Kawhi at six six nine, mm-hmm. PG at four twenty, and then it goes to Sengun, Wemby, Holmgren, and Cat to, to fill out the there's, top ten. There's a chance we might have two All Stars this year. Um, and then I thought you would to be fair to the guards. I think Wemby will end up sneaking in. You know, you reckon? Nah, I, don't, I think maybe next year. Because the media vote is the thing that the media vote it ends up being twenty five percent. It's fan vote that's fifty percent. Players is twenty five. The players just throw their shit away because they start doing nonsense anyway. Yeah. So the thing that's that will end up being a difference maker will be like who the media vote for. And you're telling me the media ain't gonna vote for him. Not, I don't think he'll get enough. Especially when you look at how bad like bigs are in 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 the West. He's would you say like he's him and Chet are, th- are sharing third position as the third best big in the. In the in the West, yeah, it doesn't yeah, all star yeah, because yeah. of who you want to watch. Like yeah. is that is is them two? Yeah, true. Uh, West guards, Lucas leading it at one point four mil. Racism. Steph Curry <laughs> is at one point three mil, but very close to Lucas, so basically one point four. You got SGA on nine six six k. So then there's basically those three, and there's an absolute humongous jump 
between the next person and James Harden on 431k. So it's 500k or basically no, no, less. Man, get, ain't getting no love. Kyrie and Jar, Darren Fox, Clay and what? Austin Reeves. But this, the jump is crazy. Again, like this is just the third. There's three. Yeah, we might have two all stars. Yeah. Who's we? Yeah, Luke and Kyrie, innit? Ky- Kyrie's not based off this. He's got a lot of work. Oh, yeah, to just wait till yeah, the media yeah. get involved. Just oh, wait till the media. Yeah, Kyrie ain't getting it. Then we'll finish. Kyrie and Jar. He ain't got a chance. No chance. And said Amazon Link and Willits. Save. Yeah, and then he lost. Things to add or say before we uh, close up and uh, <laughs> take our free throws home. Uh, I don't know any any moments of the week, plays of the week, highlights of the week. Mine is uh, obviously uh, one. Uh, I'm gonna there's I'm gonna say that dunk that LeBron's that's had on Paul Jordan. That was that was that was nasty. I'm not gonna say eighty nine years old and he flew like that and yeah. just. Dunking on the Clippers again, do you know what I mean? It's boy, night work now. He was looking mad. Yeah, that boy, Paul George was braining off LeBron, brother. <laughs> That's what he did to the, the Clippers, bro. Dunking on uh, them. I'm going to say my my play, or or I really enjoyed watching the Spurs play the Bucks. Like, really enjoyed it. Because first time that Wemby and Giannis went, went and played against each other, yeah. Giannis dunked on Wemby. <laughs> Wemby blocked the fuck out of Giannis. That was a mad block. Like, so also, like, I'm not going to lie. Wemby had a crazy sequence where he went... He, like fast break behind the back, mm. dunked it on Lopez. Um, Even the self lovers, all they done. The, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like that was a really, really good. So I'm gonna give that moment, play, whatever you want to call it, of the of the week. I enjoyed watching. That was that was a good game to watch. Yeah. Oh, Jokic's buzzer beater as well. Oh, oh that was. Dope. Do you know what? That that felt good because of the whole backstory of the Kaminga situation as well. Like Steve Kerr didn't deserve to win that game after that horrific. Uh, coaching sequence that he did for them to blow that lead that like they did. They forgot he got out coached. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got the last word on that. See the difference. Yeah. Jokic is playing crazy. Apparently, he hits he's hit thirty nine of his last forty four shots. It's, it's more. It's it's different now because uh, there's been another game in between. But yeah, yeah he, that was prior to his last game. In, in four games, he only missed five shots. Absolutely insane. <laughs> You know this this conversation with him and I know we're gonna talk about it next week, but this conversation of him and Embiid for MVP, like Embiid's getting a lot of shit because he's getting vast majority of his points at the free throw line. Like if he's averaging thirty, he's getting like seventeen at the free throw line, whereas Jokic is doing it a very very different way in it. And it's his touch around the basket is ridiculous. Like I watch him lay up like like the ball, and he's not doing. He's every time he's putting jelly on every shot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He's an outstanding finisher. At yeah, the rim, yeah. innit? Yeah. Put that English on it. Yeah. He, he, uh, <laughs> what? He's about to say something. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're about to sign out. What are you going to say? He definitely to play with that rim. <laughs> All right, let's go. Jillian, please. Over and out, baby. Follow us on all socials. What, what, what made you go in that verse, man? What's going on? What made you, what, also, you could have said you definitely know how to take it to the rim. What's going on? You know how to play with the rim. Brand. What's going on? With the, no. What's going on with the bandwidth? Oh, 2024. What happened over the festive period, bro? Yo, yo Kitchen has a tick, how to take it to the rim podcast. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on all socials. Nah, man. Good night. Good night and over Damn. and out again. Wow. <laughs>